This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's Sarah Burke here, and this is the Women in Media podcast. My guests today are fellow podcast girlies, the hosts of Mean Girl Pod, and the founders of a brand new company, Just Media Group. Please welcome, from the Midwest, but now based in New York City, Jordan Woodruff and Alex Bennett. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I mean, I've just been watching you guys go the last few weeks. I'm surprised you had time for this. Well, Jordan's very good at making our time. She's the planner. She can make one hour five hours. Yeah. And I I can make one hour one minute. So it's... What's on the docket today? Basically like the beginning of it all. So with this new phase, what we decided to do was have some guests on every once in a while. So Jordan and I like do our episodes because that's just like the tried and true. And then we'll sprinkle in guests. So today it's Jason Tartik. Um, so we're interviewing him later and we're very excited about that. And we're also doing merch. Jordan's doing merch. Um, and we're doing website things and infrastructure. So first of all, congratulations on uh, just launching Just Media. I think I may have applied to be the producer of the Mean Girl pod or something at the very beginning when you guys had just joined Barstool. I saw Erica Nardini putting up a post and, you know, I follow Erica. I think she's complete boss. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to apply for this. I was trying to get out of, you know, my job at SiriusXM previously. Anyway, you guys just did your thing. And after two years, now you're doing your own thing. So Take us back to the beginning at Barstool. Oh, gosh. Back to the beginning of how we met. Um, So I'm from Minnesota and Alex is from Oklahoma. And she started at Barstool two months before I did. And she was doing mom and daughter content. So she got hired in August of 2021. And then I got hired in October of 2021 doing pop culture. And Alex was the first person to ever say hi to me at Barstool. But when I met her, her and I both were like, eh, I don't really think we like each other. But I think it was like the Midwest in us because we're so used to like that Midwest Southern nice that we were like, is this real? Is this fake? We don't know. Um, and then we kind of were just doing our own thing for about two months. And then we got into a little bit of a tiff with Dave that brought us together. Dave Portnoy, founder and owner of Barstool Sports. Continue. And our manager was like, you guys have this unbelievable chemistry. It's very organic. It's very like smooth. You feed off of each other very well. You should try doing a podcast because back then, you know, if you had any type of talent to some degree, they're like, do a podcast. So we started Mean Girl Pod and we didn't really think anything of it. And then all of a sudden it just kind of like blew up for the best. Now we're here. Alex, maybe you can speak to like calling it Mean Girl Pod. Why? Because I'm mean. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so this is Barstool's superpower is they make things very organic. And so we had a fight with Dave basically about a video that Jordan and I had done together. And he kept being like, you guys are just mean girls for that. Like you're just, you're, you're a mean girl. And he kept saying it and he kept saying it. And so when our manager was like, you two should do a podcast together, it was We'd be the dumbest people on the planet if the name of that wasn't Mean Girl, mainly because that episode of the Dave Portnoy show was the highest performing one. Like it, it just like popped off, 
And so you take that and you ride the momentum of it, the barstool way. And so we we took that name and then we started the podcast very quickly afterwards. And one thing though now that we're like we were interviewing PR agents yesterday and one of them was like, we might need to do like a little work around the name, you know, like how we're going to pitch that because you're not mean. And I've never thought about that. So it's like at the time it made so much sense. But if you think about the longevity of it, you're like, well, we always say it's called Mean Girl Pot. And then immediately we go, but we're really nice because it's just when, even when we wear our merch in the airports, we'll always laugh because people will be like, are you mean? And we're like, <laughs> We should think about that name, but in itself, though, that's like some great marketing, like a an inquisitive discussion about like are they really mean or or not really. I have uh, two clients that do a podcast called Trust Me, I'm a Decorator, and they are decorators, like designers. So when they were naming their podcast, they were like, "We're not even going to be talking about design or decoration. We just want to talk about life stuff." <laughs> and so it's like, "Trust me, I'm a decorator. I should give you all the life advice," you know. That's kind of the play on it. Oh, that's cute. I see what they did there. Like, trust me, I'm a dog. Yeah. I feel like no one thinks about the name. They're just like, oh, this works. And then they're like, wait, this is going to stick with me forever. Going back to like uh, Barstool in the out, like you've just launched your own company after a few great years with Barstool. Content of Mean Girl Pod then versus now, would you say in season two that you're moving in a different direction? I would say we are. um, But... As on purpose as it was, right? Like, and Jordan and I don't even, we talk about how season two is a lot more elevated and it's much more mature. And you can even see that in the branding that we chose. Oh, yeah. But also, even if we had never discussed that we were going to do that, I think our lives in general after leaving are more mature, more elevated. We've had like a total, like Jordan's now in a relationship and I'm now single. And so it's like, that's a shift. And then your, your mentality just shifts in general. So whether or not we, at first we meant to do it, but then I think even if we didn't mean to naturally our lives are in a much different place. And I think they, where our lives are to feel much more authentic to who Jordan and I are, um, so the, the content will be, we haven't had like just a true silly episode yet because we knew what our first four were going to be and we needed to get those out of the way, so to speak. Yeah. But it'll be interesting like in December when Jordan and I are just living our day-to-day lives. Like we'll always have that silly component to it, but I think we definitely put it through a lens that's much more elevated and mature now. Yeah, I think that's like the cool thing about Mean Girl Pod too is that I mean, it's only been two years, but we've grown up so much in two years and like our listeners get to grow up with us. So I think organically without even thinking about it, our content's going to always change with like the evolution of what's going on with Alex, me, Just Media, relationships, single, and just like everything going on in our lives. So it's really cool. You just got us into this, Alex, but like you guys are talking a lot about your personal lives. And Alex, I can't lie. When I listened to that episode I had that lump in my throat where I was trying not to cry, listening to you try and tell this very personal and emotional story. Actually, I want to play a little clip from that. Our hearts were going to be in different places. And we had a very vivid moment where I remember he looked at me and he said, I love you so much that I'm going to let you go. And I know you love me so much that you're going to let me go. And I think the, the biggest thing there was 
was two people that were very scared. You know, divorce is a scary word. I couldn't say it. I remember, I remember back in May, I couldn't say the word. And we know that the ending is happier if we do it right now. And we know that we end up hating each other, really hating each other if we keep going. When you were like having these long gaps of silence, because like you could tell it was really hard for you to share what you were sharing about your relationship. And as a public person who's also gone through some shit that I'm always wondering about how to cover it in the public eye, because like I never want to lie about what I'm going through, but I also want to respect other people around me, right? And Jordan, you being in a relationship now and talking about that, having him actually as part of that episode a couple weeks ago. How are you both feeling about sharing so much about your personal lives? So I really enjoy sharing my personal life on the podcast. For some reason, I feel like when I record, it's only Alex and I in that room. We're the only two people who ever hear it. Like I have a hard time remembering that hundreds and thousands of people are going to be listening to this audio and see clips of us. Um, But I've always really enjoyed it because we have really great listeners and the feedback we always get from them is that they can relate to us. And Alex and I have always coined ourselves as like the besties in your ear. And we just, we just want to be like a place where people can listen, feel like it's like girl talk, just like hanging out with their best friends. And I feel like Alex and I thrive when we're just like sharing like the funny things of our life. Like obviously sometimes it's difficult because people can take things the wrong way and like you have to be vulnerable. Like I did a heartbreak episode last year and that was really difficult. But then I realized after I put, we put it out, all the people who are messaging us and being like, I'm so glad that you talked about that because I'm going through this. This was so helpful. So it makes it so much better. Yeah. So there's obviously things like I haven't shared. Maybe I will, maybe I never will. But um, our listeners allow it to be such like a safe place where I always love sharing yeah. my personal life and they've taken the relationship so well because they've been with me through all my horrible dates over the past two years. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like fun. They're like growing with me. They're like all my friends. I yeah. get to hear these crazy dating stories besides Alex. And Alex, I was like on the end of my seat being like, oh my God, is she okay? Like that was a lot for you to share and kudos for the way you shared it. Thank you. Um, that w- that I knew, I knew there was a day that that came, mm-hmm. right? And while I had lived it like months earlier, that episode brought it all like that was like the last thing I had to do. <laughs> yeah. So it brought back all these emotions. Like I feel like it was the first day. Your body got you sick. My body got no, no that's why I was sick that week. My body got me sick and Jordan walked up um like before like before we did the episode and I was just sitting upstairs by myself just in hysterics not because I wanted to do anything like I would pick it all over again. But just the fact, it's just so overwhelming, I think, emotionally. But I'll say this. When it came out, I, I thought, I'm going to have a I – can't, I can't do this week. I can't look at my phone. I can't do anything. I woke up on Monday, and I knew it was out. And I had this – it was like somebody picked up a bag of bricks that I had been carrying. Yeah. And I feel all the relief in the world. Yeah. And I feel like myself my, – all my life matches up now. The podcast is caught up to who Alex is. When I see somebody on the street, they're not like, "Where's Graham?" They like, they're like, "Okay, we know." Like, and I feel really good about that. So I'm, I'm really happy with it. But it was a nightmare. Oh, 
I know. And I've I've lived something similar just in that like the the guy that I was with until May, he works in the industry as well. See each other in the same rooms all the time, right? And there's a way you want to deal with your breakup when you're a public person, right? In in respect to that person that you've spent so much time with, but also where it's like we both have professional lives, we want to continue living here, right? Right. So, major kudos. So what is like the craziest piece of feedback that you guys have received from a listener? You can both choose one, might be the same, might be different. Um, well, we receive a lot of, <laughs> yeah, how long do you have? <laughs> Hateful feedback. Really? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, but that's just like the name of the game. You know what I mean? Someone took the time to email me that my guest said like too many times a few weeks ago. And I was like, really? Like, please tell me you responded back and you were like, hi, like, I don't know. Like, it wasn't really that like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to troll them. Or you got to troll them back. You know what? You know who gets me in terms. You know the ones that get me in terms of feedback that I didn't realize until this last episode, Jordan. It's the people that I kind of know, ah. or like I have, like they're like a, I don't have their phone number, but I know them like through a friend of a friend, and we Instagram DM, and they'll get in there and give me like constructive, long. We'd like to hear more, and I'm like, wait, wait <laughs> I'm sorry. I want that from somebody I don't know at all, or my best friend. But it cracks me up when I'm like, and I don't, it's not a bad thing. I'm just like, oh. The acquaintance. Yeah. One time there was like this clip from Tom Holland and it was like, if you don't have my number, I don't want to hear your feedback. And like, like that's how I feel sometimes. Like if it's, if it's nice, I will hear all day. But if it's rude or vindictive, I'm like, just save your energy, please. Yeah. Yeah. So the out from Barstool. You know, you you obviously were thinking about how to elevate what you were doing while you were still there, um, but it's still hard to hear. Oh, we're not renewing, or or whatever that conversation would have been with Dave. So, biggest lesson learned from the barstool times, moving into like just media. Oh gosh, I feel like barstool taught us so much. I I think my biggest lesson was never let your loyalty like keep you in a situation that your common sense would get you out of. Like, you want to stay at Barstool because it's the name, it's what you always wanted. But in your head, common sense-wise, you're saying, where do I want to be in five years? And what do we deserve to make on a monetary standpoint? And then you say, the two don't match. So you just don't, you don't let your loyalty keep you in that when your common sense is saying, that doesn't make sense. But you have to go, what you have to go through the middle of that is, you have to let your ego go because it's not easy to leave there knowing you're not going somewhere else that's going to be cool and flashy. Like we didn't have that story. It wasn't like they went to Spotify. We were going to go and start our own thing. And that's not as sexy and glamorous. Long-term it is, but short-term it's like, okay, get ready ladies. Cause you're going to be the ones that got fired and you're going to get trolled. But that it's kind of like with the divorce thing too. It's like, if that's the price you have to pay to like feel what we feel every day now, sign me up. I identify with that more than you know in my out with SiriusXM. Literally really? same feelings. Okay, Jordan, how about you? Um, similar to Alex, I feel like mine was stop playing it safe. Um, Barstool was such a comfortable place for us. And we knew if we stayed there, like what that next year, the next two years would look like perfectly. We had the resources there. We had um, exposure there. We, we just, it was like a, a very nice safety net, but if we would have stayed there, we would have just been like this. And it just taught 
me, I feel, I feel like if like you can't keep playing it safe, if you want to go to different parts or get a new audience or do other things in your life. So, um, I think just that now that you're putting together your own team, like we kind of talked about you guys, like you were hiring a producer, you just said you had a public, was it publicity PR meeting? Now, like you get to choose who you want around you and how you want to do things uh, with just media. So maybe just for anyone who doesn't know um, about your announcement that you guys have made in the company that you guys have uh, started, tell me about that. And then, you know, kind of what you wanted to stand for and the people you're hiring, what they need to be about. So the, the just media thing is it made the most sense when you go dive into what the podcast market does with podcasts. And you have to ask yourself, is this worth doing ourselves? Because it's going to be tough. And the number one thing is it's going to be impossible without cash. So if we don't do right by Mean Girl Pod, then we need to go to a network, right? And But if you go to a network, you're going to get into the rev split situation. And things are going to look pretty similar to what we just had um, at Barstool. But they'll look a little different, but it's not much different. So Arriving to do just media was a massive leap of faith and it's a huge risk. Like still till this day, like the larger idea of it is a very big risk. And the thing is what we wanted to stand for is there's this like big call, I think right now for fairness. I think the podcast industry blew up really big and everyone established a way to do things. And I think it got really commercialized and really streamlined and really unfair And I think if you put, I think creativity and transparency are are really close to each other because one empowers the other. And so what Just Media stands for is create content, simply create really good content, understand what you're creating, increase your numbers because other people understand that you're doing it from a place of like love. And like when you love your content, people can catch on to that. Like we love doing Mean Girl Pod and it does well. And then sell the crap out of it on all different platforms. So you monetize it and then compensate the creators very fairly according to the success. And and it's just a really simple model of media and it's empowering to people and they learn. And it just, I think it puts the, the ump back in podcasting and creating content, just doing things a little different, but it's not that novel of an idea. It's, it's quite obvious. It's just different than what you hear. Jordan, maybe you can talk about some of the people that you're um, trying to bring on board or already have. Yeah. So um, we're in a really exciting phase right now because we're starting to bring people on board like as of next week. How many people are there right now, by the way? Uh, So it's Alex and I, and then we have two producers, but then we have a a production team as well. Um, But we're hiring other people and we're talking to so many very cool creators that we're going to be getting on board in the next few months. So it's going to be looking very different soon. But I think for us, the biggest thing is we're just looking for really awesome people to surround ourselves with who are hardworking, motivated. Um, Like for example, the producer we're working with, he approached us, he made a video, he showed us his qualifications and he did the job like before we even hired him. He was like, this is what you want. I want you guys to do. This is how you could change this. Like he had so many very cool ideas with us and he was so proactive. And that's what we're looking for. We just want hard workers that are self-starters. Yeah. So long story short, we're just really looking for people who are self-starters, hard workers, and just want to go above and beyond on a regular basis. Like we don't want to hold anyone's hand. We want 
to be working with people who are just like excited and lifting everyone up and to be positive. So, and that's like, that is who we're surrounding ourselves with currently. There's something to be said about, you know, being able to show up and just do the show and leave it in the hands of trusted people and not stress about the post-production, right? And that means like creating the team that works the best for you too. Totally. Yeah. Then with your um, other creators that you'll work with, like, is there anything in the podcast industry that has really inspired you both that maybe has played a role in the why and the how? A podcast that you love, a podcaster, a host that you love, people that you like what they've, they've been doing. So Jordan, Jordan is our content consumer. And so she probably, she probably have a lot, but I'll just say like for me, Ed Milet and Jay Shetty, that's the only, those are my podcasts. They inspire me every day. And other than that, I don't know, like I'll know Kim K, but I might not know anybody else. Okay, Jordan. I just love like anyone who's a self-starter. Like I'm addicted to following people who started things from like the bottom and worked their way up who got like, there's nothing wrong with people get things handed to them, but I just love seeing people like completely do it on their own. And just like, especially people who start from just like a regular corporate job who like, I just learned the other day that Mark Cuban was just like a regular Joe Schmo had a regular corporate job, worked his way up. And now he's like one of the richest men ever, the biggest entrepreneur. And like, now I'm like addicted to his content. Like I just want to keep following him. I feel like that's like Alex and I's path. Like we just work hard and do it on our own. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Nick, your job's so difficult. We're, we're just laughing. We had a couple a couple internet things. We figured it out now. Okay. So um, where did we leave off? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, That's been the hardest part about this whole thing is where were we? Um, what, what podcasts are people? Oh, yeah. People that inspire you. Yes. So I just saw um, Alex Cooper's Call Her Daddy Live in Toronto and... To be honest, I feel like I've outgrown a lot of the content, especially because like I'm not someone who um, she's on like a bachelor kind of tour. Right. So there were women in the audience wearing they're wearing their bride gear like it's a bachelorette party, which is insanity. And I saw people lined up outside like an hour before doors. I, I literally said, like, is Drake here? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you know, just watching what this person has done with their podcast. Right. So that's where, you know, the podcast game is so interesting right now. It's also funny how many people in the audience, I think there were two types of people there, um, not to like stereotype, but it was like the women who were like, yes, like, I love this. I'm going to be a bride like this too. And then there were the women who were like entrepreneur. Do you know what I mean? Do you find yourselves like 
caught between different kind of identities. Like Barstool was kind of one identity almost. And now you're you're moving into this new space? Yeah, especially now that Alex and I still do the podcast full time and are running Just Media. It's like I'm finding it harder to switch my mind from like one meeting will be like, how can we be creative and like make cool content and record? And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we have to be very professional. We have a call with an investor or a publicist. So and those meetings are like back to back. So uh, at least for me, like I'm having a hard time like rewiring my brain to being like, okay, you're not just a content creator anymore. You're also working at a business. So you have to like wear two hats at the same time all day. I feel that. And Alex wears like 15,000 hats. So I can't even imagine how she feels. So when I was reading, so so you are the CEO, Alex, of Just Media, and you are the COO, Jordan. Yeah, like how'd you guys decide on that? And like even filling in like the blind spots of where one person excels and the other person doesn't. Well, where we excel in one, it's it's you just need about an hour with us. <laughs> and you would be like, and we didn't know this when we started working together. Like, yeah, we had to build like I always say, like the number one thing I do with Jordan is like tr- it's trust. And if anybody ever asked me, like, how how do I pick my co-host? I would say, make sure that you just fucking trust that person with everything in your life. Right. And and in all the like since I have known her, not there has not been one day where I have wavered on the trust factor. But what we – and so that was like – I feel like that's like the basis of us. But what we got really lucky with was we're polar opposites in working styles. And and they're highly complementary. Like she – Jordan, her superpowers are anything in that operations wheelhouse and data, numbers, deliver – just basic little tasks. Like I can't do – I can't do those or see them. And she just naturally can like – do them all so well. And then like she can do, the, she can see like big picture of like data and things that need to be done. And like, I can't even understand it. Strategy. And it's like, I watch her and I'm like, that is so fucking cool, but I can't, like, I can't do it. So it's like, we got really lucky that we're, we're so different. And like, we have a really nice relationship of like, should he text me and be like, we have an interview at one And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to quick compliment Alex because she was so kind. She is like the most well-spoken, smartest person you'll ever meet. Like that's, I think what we've talked about this, like what bothers me at least is like people assume, and I know Alex, you got a lot of this when you did like Sweet Home Oklahoma and stuff. Like people assume because you're blonde or from your Oklahoma you or you do content, you're not necessarily like going to be the smartest person in the room. You put Alex in any room, any situation she will be the smartest person in that room, but it will never come off as like cocky or like too much. It's just like when she talks, I'm like, how do you even know how to articulate anything that we're taught? Like it's the craziest thing. It's like she can just understand any language or any conversation. So we could be in front of an investor. We could be in front of an interviewer. We could be in front of a publicist. And she just like knows how to communicate with them. And she can like just match their energy. And it's like the coolest thing. You could, you'll ever watch, which I mean, you see when we record, but like that is her superpower to to a T, and she's very smart. Yeah, Jordan and I have a crush on each other. 
Yeah. Although, <laughs> like, and my biggest nightmare is speaking in front of investors or other people. I'm like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because, like, in one of those recent episodes, I learned that you were dyslexic. I had no idea. Like, in, you're joking about, like, reading the mid-roll ads and how you can't read it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I never would have known that. And you two are just, like, leaning on each other. It's good. Oh, yeah, I don't read. I don't read and I don't like to speak in public unless it's like interviews about me. <laughs> I'm like, literally, we'll be in meetings and like, people will be like, Jordan, why don't you talk? I'm like, I don't need to talk. I'm taking notes. I'm strategizing. I'm, the, I'm, I'm doing the behind the scenes. I'm gonna let her speak. But like, that's why we work because we complement each other in the perfect ways. Like you can't have two people who are like the talkers or two people who are the strategy. Like it just wouldn't work. So this podcast being about women in the media space, um, I did want to ask you both um, how your experience has been as a woman in the space. Um, I've definitely had my moments where I wanted to say some things that would not be very professional. Um, I've also had great moments where I felt completely empowered. So tell me a little bit about that, especially like joining like a company like Barstool at the beginning. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a loaded question it, too. It definitely is loaded and I'm sorry. <laughs> No. But, but think of it this way, some good and some bad, right? Like there's positives and there's negatives. And I bet you all three of us have the thickest fucking skin because of exactly how we've come up. I was going to say the biggest thing is, I mean, th- my skin is, I don't know if our skin could get thicker. Like We're reptiles. No, and like the backbones we've grown. Yeah, I don't know. Being in media, I feel like it's just taught us so many things. From just like not allowing hate to affect you on a daily basis to being careful what you say. Because there's so many times Alex and I have been like, like we maybe had to re-record an episode because we got all our anger out. And they're like, wait, this isn't who we are or what we want to show ourselves to be or show Mean Girl Pod. So learning how to like speak and like hold it in or say what's appropriate. I don't know. It's, it teaches you so much more than people realize. They're like, oh, you just create content. I'm like, oh, no, if you're in media, like you learn so many different ways to just like be a better person overall. I, I think I'm, I will piggyback off that on, and Jordan and I talk about this a lot, but like you have to become really comfortable with who you really are because when you put it out there for so many people, and I think, I think inherently Jordan and I used to be not, we're not people pleasers, but we can, we always say like kind of can conform to who we're around a bit. Um, and so when we put these episodes out, it's like, we're being ourselves. And sometimes people are like picking on X, Y, and Z, or like we had a coworker that was just like, you guys are idiots. And we were like, but that, like, that's, we were just being ourselves. And it's like, so thanks. yeah, on the, on the basis of that, you just have to sit, you have to become really comfortable with who you are and be okay with it. And then ignore all the opinions that don't fit. And that, I think that's great for like podcasting, but I think it's really good. It's helped me a ton in like everyday life too. Yeah. And I've been in radio for like 15 years. And, you know, I think about being like a 20 year old and cracking the mic compared to being like now like 36. And I grew up on the air, right? Like I was a child basically (laughs) when they gave me my first radio show. So there's also an exercise in like, when do you lose the voice in your head that's telling you like, you have to put this on and and be that person instead of like, be you? I think Jordan will agree with me on this, but like, I lost it when I figured out not there's no such thing as good enough, right? You're not there's there's no recipe that shuts everybody up and they're like there she is, so you might as well just be yourself because at least that one feels good. Yeah, you can't please everyone. You can't even please remotely close to anyone. And the more like organic and authentic we are, the better 
our content is like Alex and I have tried to write scripts. Our episodes suck. Like we truly barely prep. Yeah. And the episodes we don't prep are the best episodes. They're the most authentic. They're the, the most, like the funniest, like they're just the ones where I look back on and I'm like, I actually really like that episode and I'm super excited for that to come out. And then the ones were like prepped and so like in it, I'm like, I feel like a robot. This episode sucks. Yeah. Um, as you've been doing like these these meetings with, say, like investors and people that you might want to be adding to your team or people that you'll partner and collaborate with, um, how has that been in terms of like, are you finding that there are more women around those tables too? No, no, it's no, all men, all dudes. <laughs> Still. There's a lot of like 2%. There's a stat. There's some, there's some female found 2% of like VC money. Don't no one quote me on this goes to female companies. The good news there is everyone needs to raise that statistic. So we fall into like a minority category. You're, you're literally half the population, but um, so that's, so around those tables are it, the deck has not been pitched to a woman. How about that? Because it's hard to find. Shit. Wow! And like you guys are in New York. I just I thought there's got to be a woman around. No. With that being said, though, about the the female funding thing, I also feel like though, um, it's not women companies don't get funded. I don't think that. I think it's. Uh, good companies. I, th- I think we need to get rid of the narrative, actually, like women and impa- boss women, like that whole thing. No, good companies get funded, right? So, yeah. so on the, just on the reverse of that, if who's funding them, that's one thing. But I want to make it clear that I don't feel that w- I don't feel like some type of way about that for us. Got you. Okay. So um, at the end of this episode, I will ask you to like, you know, give me a couple names of some women you completely admire um, who will have great stories to share on a podcast like this. But while we're getting there, um, I also just wanted to like ask about your proudest moments, both of you over the last few years, because I feel like, you know, you have shared a lot and you've grown a lot. And I mean, I know that just as a listener of your podcast, but what makes you most proud right now? Well, I would say like the proudest for Mean Girl Pod in our careers, there's like two monumental moments. It was the first one was when Alex and I actually saw Mean Girl Pod making waves in the media industry, like hitting the charts and and going viral and like people talking about like that was just like such a surreal feeling that that neither of us had ever felt before. And all our hard work was like being seen, which was really cool. And then the other one was, I mean, we didn't necessarily leave Barcelona. They like told us to leave yeah. but it was yeah. leaving and us not stopping to like feel bad for ourselves so we we're like okay what's next next just media okay like alex and i didn't even like take one break we were like okay how can we make this bigger and better and like i'll always be so proud of us for just like staying positive and just continuing with it and then figuring out like the best best next step for us rather than just like settling because it was easy again like just going to a network because we're like oh that's all we know it's easy so like, I would say those two. Okay, Alex. For me, it was it, it. I think back to the moments of it, and I remember waking up, and we had this girl Gigi who would tag us in these things all the time, and she was like, "They're on the charts," and I was like, can't "Like, no. <laughs> she's like one of your one of your fans." Yes, and we were like, "No, we're not," and like we're we go and look, and we're like, "What?" So then we we're like, "Wait, like people listen to us," and then. 
three months later, we had our bar stool like um, mid-year meeting. And they didn't tell us this ahead of time. But we we were we got like every award. We were like the fastest growing female podcast <laughs> with the most social views. And we were like, us? And it's just like imposter syndrome. But of course, yeah. So those moments mixed with like the amount of times Jordan and I sat at the Copper Still Bar being like, tough day. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like it's like the I wouldn't trade it for the world, but we sat there so many times yeah. just being like, we have ruined our lives. <laughs> no, I'm so proud of you guys. I don't even know you and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Okay, so little nomination process if you guys want to choose one or two people each. And one of you, please nominate Erica Nardini because I'm obsessed. I think Erica would love to come on here. I think she'd be incredible. I mean, hook a sister up because her inbox is out of control. I don't think she would ever see a note from me. Come on. I, I think I did. I linked into her one time. Anyway, if you can help a sister out with that, I would love. She's amazing. Yeah, Erica would be great. She's I found that job posting by following her podcast. Oh, yeah. Is she doing that still? I feel like she might have stopped doing it. I don't know. I think she does like short forms, like videos now. Yeah, but she'd be great. She's an entrepreneur. She also has a podcast, does content. Like, she's awesome. She's so knowledgeable. Okay. And now, so, I mean, that's me like putting that on you guys. We would like to nominate Erica as number one. Please. (laughs) Over to you. And other than that, who do you have, Jordan? Oh, Hannah Eve would be awesome. Does she count as someone in the media? I would say so, yeah. Who's Hannah Eve? I don't know who Hannah Eve is. She has like her own media marketing agency, but she's like only 26 and she is a total boss. Like she built it from the ground up. She made six figures at like such a young age. Like she is truly incredible. She she holds um, these speaking events where she has like young women in media come and speak and a lot of them are female founders of companies and she just like it's very empowering and she's like a very good resource for for women in media cool okay you know who i I got two i think i've got two and they're both founders one is the the glazer sisters that started um stony clover i think they do a really good job of curating content and like staying so true to brand identity so them and then the, the, the second one is sabrina and jade from 4am skincare they do a really good job of identifying of, of molding two things you wouldn't think about putting together like this the skincare clean face thing but like don't sacrifice your night out um and they do a good job of, of telling the story around that so i think those two would both be really good Thank you so much for doing this. Truly so proud of what you guys are working on and congrats on everything. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. This was so fun and I'm very sorry for my internet. Oh, you're fine. And we're proud of you too, Sarah. We always say it to each other. We're like, proud of you, but we're proud of you. Aw. And all the best as you're, you know, working on the company. Thank you. Head to the show notes for more information on Jordan and Alex and their brand new company, Just Media Group. And of course, links to listen to the Mean Girl Pod. And I just want to say I've really been noticing lately how my definition of media has changed over the years. And therefore, I really want to open this podcast up. Some of the guests I'm going to have in the coming months may not hold a traditional role in the media, but there are so many cool women out there doing really cool things. And uh, in the coming weeks, we are going to speak to a cannabis educator and influencer. We are going to speak to a millennial money expert. 
And if there's someone that you're like, Sarah, you need to speak to this person. They are too cool and they're doing very interesting things. Please drop me a note. And I wanted to mention, as we are coming up on the holidays, I am trying to put together a list of female-founded companies that I would like to do some business with. So if there are any creators or brands that you think would really align with the Women in Media podcast, please drop me a note, womeninmedia.ca. If you're listening and you own a female-founded business, please reach out. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in a few weeks. I'm Debbie Travis. And I'm Tommy Smythe. And this is Trust Me, I'm a Decorator. We're now podcasters. And why did we call it that? Well, you know us as decorators, but we've got lots more to share. We want to talk about travel and relationships. We're going to have amazing guests on. Guests who inspire us for sure. We'll probably talk about design too. And of course, Tommy, don't forget about food. Oh my gosh, how did I forget about food? So please follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or as they say, wherever you get your podcast. And we'll pop right up when we have a new episode. Where's us luck? This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.